Welcome to Space News! I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And uh, welcome to another edition of Space News uh, for the week of January 31st to, I don't know, February 7th. I guess it's every two weeks now, so. Space News every other week. Every your other old, week. Your so. old favorite segment we axed is back every other week. Every other week, <laughs> half the time to keep you on your toes. It's okay. Space is infinite. So, I mean, yeah. it's true. All right. We well, can, we can we do got, it anytime. <laughs> we got some uh, interesting space news this week. We've got uh, first up a stupendous crater on Mars looks eerily like a tree stump. Uh, if you want to check this out, uh, you can head to sciencealert.com. Um, in the space tab. This one's really cool. So that's a, a giant crater on Mars. And uh, if you look, there's rings similar to that of a, a tree stump. And no, these aren't lines that you can tell how old the crater is. But the one thing interesting about it is that they believe these lines were formed by frozen water, like frozen water. As it would freeze, it would expand. And, and uh, as it would melt, it would contract and it would slowly push these lines. So what they're saying that even though this crater where it's where Mars is currently at in its axis isn't likely to have frozen water, but this is evidence that there could have been or still might be water in this crater. So it's not so, an ancient giant tree stump. No. I mean, is it? Maybe I'm not going to say it's not. We're not there. I've right? seen a couple pictures of some on Earth that look like ancient giant tree stumps. Maybe this, you know, human started on Mars. Well, I don't know how wide this one is, but it would be. Uh, <laughs> it would be in the running for largest tree in the in the universe. I think <laughs> fucking monster crater. And how did they get this fantastic photo? It looks really great. Must be on one on of camera? the orbiters, right? On a camera, <laughs> somebody just. Float it up there with a camera. They put camera, obviously. They attached a telescope to their iPhone and pointed at Mars. Got it. Got it. So if you look at the little line in the corner there, it says one kilometer. So I'm guessing like just by eyeballing it, it's probably like six or seven kilometers wide in diameter. It's a big fucking tree. At least. So that'd be a huge tree. (laughs) Uh, You know, very interesting stuff. We're learning more and more about Mars. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, if we start finding water and then, you know, I'm like I said, Baby, I'm shoot. I'm setting the bar low for my lifetime. Simple life. That's what I want to find, right? We don't need complex a single cell. I'll be happy. I can die a happy man. We find life on another planet. That orbiter is called ESA slash Roscoma. Was it Rosco Roscosmos X ExoMars Trace Gas Orbiter C A S S I S instrument? Mouthful. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so got the uh, an abandoned SpaceX rocket will crash into the moon within weeks, um, ruining our cheese supply. There's going to be a cheese shortage worldwide. Hmm. What kind of cheese grows on the moon? Swiss. Ah, uh. duh. Okay, all those holes. <laughs> this was the, so. This rocket was deployed in 2015, uh, and it put NASA satellite called the Deep Space Climate Observatory into orbit. Big. Um, yeah, well, then the acronym's DSCOVR. I'm like, what's the VR? Virtual like, I know reality, it's fake. Yeah, hey, <laughs> this is a metaverse rocket. Um, but I guess they've, this rocket has just been in kind of like a, a chaotic orbit ever since. They basically just been drifting there, floating around, pinballing everywhere. And now scientists have... Uh, 
They just like slingshot off the Earth's. I mean, that's I mean, that's how most stuff. I mean, it's how NASA got to the moon. It's like, did it just slingshot off of the the gravity well of Earth and like whoosh I, towards the moon? Maybe. I don't like I have no idea. They just it's just out there fucking wilding around. I thought it was some sort of moon slingshot or something where they're like, you know, Armageddon stuff, but it's probably well, I, how, no- I mean, that's how we got to the moon in the first place. It's like Yeah, you guys slingshot use the gravity. Yeah, they were where the position of that satellite probably is probably a far out satellite, like a distant orbit, not yeah. like a, not like a low Earth. So yeah, it probably yeah, deep after, space climate. Yeah, mm-hmm. after they dropped it, yeah, for the last six years, it's been slingshotting around Earth, and now it's getting pulled in by the moon. So just finally reached escape velocity. I was like, Whoosh. it's it it scientists are estimating that it's going to crash onto the dark side of the moon uh, March fourth, and I'm like, how convenient. Yeah. That this fake rocket crashes where we're not going to see. Like, how awesome would it have been if they're like, hey, listen, with a good pair of binos, if you're out there at like 9, 9.30, you might see this thing crash into the surface of the moon. Yeah, so uh, Transformers are going to be pissed. Yeah, right into their base. What, what are the chances that it hits the... Is, the, where's the where, no, where's the Chinese <laughs> rover right now? <laughs> Just crashes right on it. Oh, man, that would suck so hard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's like a one in a billion chance. He's so mad. Stray rocket just blows up the orbiter. Or Huge the ass international incident. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no different. Like it, you know, hasn't China? Like you know, we've talked about a couple times. Them just they're dropping satellites recklessly, and they're just like, hey, hey heads up, <laughs> space is up. Is no rules in space. Yeah, everyone knows that. Mm. Uh, next up, we have astronomer, blah, blah, blah. astronomers detect strange signals we've never seen before in our cosmic vicinity. Um, the interesting one about this one is it's only 4,000 light years away, which is... That's nothing. You know, it's nothing, man. For like a hop, skip, and a jump. That's a road Easy. trip. Uh, this thing, you know, flashes radio waves for 30 to 60 seconds uh, every 18.18 minutes. Precise. So they're, uh, we're, we're not sure, but this is one of those, like, it's pretty close. They've, you know, the word gobsmacked was thrown around quite a bit. Uh, listen, I'm not even pretend to know that I understand any of it. I think the culprits right now are, uh, you know, aliens? some sort of dead pulsar. Aliens? Well, aliens. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think, yeah, the main the main suspects are are the ones that they have seen before. They haven't seen one like this one before, but most of the ones that resemble it are the uh, the magnetars, like the collapsed dead stars that kind of spin yeah, yeah, on that's thing. The one. But um, I do remember reading this one interesting story about a uh, race of extraterrestrials that essentially use like pulsars and magnetars as types of like bombs. So as booby traps as a planet. So you'd have it spin oh, on a cool. precise axis. So when some, and then when something arrived in orbit or within the solar system, then it would trigger that thing because it's so precise. Like these things, they, they spin space it. Such a thing. Yeah, like a space booby trap. You know, you put something like there that you didn't space. want anybody to find or something like that. And it's then unbelievable. it's like, so I don't know. It was, it was a pretty cool concept. I thought it was pretty neat. You have these things because they spin it such a precise they have such precise movements and, uh, and timing. So it's like if you went in there and anything disrupted it, I guess, in yeah, in fiction, I suppose. There's probably other factors that would be taken into account. But you heard it, it here first. It's a space mine. Space yeah. mine. Um, astronomers have named this Gleamax J162759.5-523504. Uh, 
point three. Uh, but we'll just call it Gleam XJ for short. We don't need the coordinates. Uh, Clever, uh, Clever name. I mean, we're we're finding. I remember you know years ago when we were getting the first fast radio bursts and. Now it seems like we're picking these things up every other week and discovering new things. So oh, yeah, there's frequencies shooting all around space all the time from every direction, and we're just starting to get the tools now to witness yeah, it. Yeah, and speaking of tools, the James Webb Space Telescope oh, is reached its destination. It's in the what? What are those zones called? That's one thing that Lagrange. I, I Lagrange. Lagrange Lagrange. Lagrange points. So there's basically I five that, I points. I learned that from Gundam. Did you really? Gundam? Yeah. Yeah. Lagrange points. I learned that from the Gundam series. So there's basically five points around Earth where I guess these points, they're perfectly in balance between the sun and the Earth where like the gravi- the gravitational Doesn't. force of both like kind of p- works off each other so you can maintain yep. stationary orbit without it. like decaying yeah. into falling into the sun or falling into the Earth. It just keeps you perfectly in place at yeah. these five locations in in the Gundam series like these are the point like those are the points where you find all the because uh, <clears throat> in that in that universe you have like space colonies and it had been a con it's been a concept for a long time if you had an orbitable space colony you want to put it out there then these would be the ideal locations the for them spots. to be put so you'd have like you know almost uh, a perfect place. It's a big pocket. It's not like it's, it's, there's like a, it's a big area. It's not like a tiny little spot. So you could fit a whole bunch of stuff in there, but they would re- remain relatively stable and you wouldn't have to, you know, spend a lot of fuel maintaining adjustments and stuff. Yeah. It's or pretty, the James Webb is at this deep space or something. L2 Lagrange point two far side of the moon. Right. And, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna stay there. Uh, we're probably not going to get our first photos back for about five months from what I read, but uh, it's sitting uh, 1.5 million kilometers away and it's it's ready to go, baby. It's go Just time. enough time for them to scrub all the pictures of aliens. Yeah, well, yeah it's going to be five, five months of Photoshop before you see those pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even though the pictures are going to be in every spectrum but visible light, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, watch <laughs> this. I, yeah, it's an IR telescope. This is an interesting thing. NASA Web Telescope on Twitter released this video. Can you make that bigger? How are they getting that video of the James Webb Telescope? It's already that. operational. They have another Look camera pointed back at it. Right? They're lying to us. It's 100%. David Weiss was now. right the whole, whole time. <laughs> that's nothing but a firecracker baby this is pretty cool this is a I would say this is the greatest collaborative space effort of our time dude mm-hmm. getting this out there the next dude, will be the I, next if they do do that project Artemis and land back on the moon that that will be bigger but an international yeah an international moon base would be that'd be the next step or something so, like that but yeah they're gonna have that the gateway and then hopefully a moon colony one day. Cause I mean, you think the, I think the, the collider, you know, the Hubble, but this thing is, you know, right now it's, it's, this is peak. Just everything, human. everything that had to go right to get that up there. Yeah. Like the chances, it, it was low chance and they, they pulled it off. So there's, there's yeah. a, there's a chance that this thing finds life within the first, within five months, we could be getting, you know, that this thing's detecting signs of life. Well, it would, 
Yeah, you might detect uh, signs of habitable planets or planets that are more similar to Earth. You could find yeah. a lot of planets like that. That's a possibility. Um, one of the other things I think is interesting, since the it's going to be able to look so far uh, into the universe or out into the universe, uh, you can uh, you can definitely count on a number of papers being published about uh, like the confirmation of a lot of theories about how planets, how stars form, how all of these things that are have pretty much just been simulations or they've been like math mathematical problem, like mathematical formulas that just like, okay, this might exist. Because I, I, I said it before, I was like, black holes, we'd never seen one and we never confirmed that an actual black hole existed. They, they existed mathematically as a mathematical assisted, uh, you know, a mathematical probability. But when we got that actual picture, like in the visible light, like where they had that yeah. actual picture, like just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it's going to be like that. 2019 and or something. Like it wasn't long ago at all. So it's it's looking out into the universe is going to tell us on like how the universe, because when you're looking farther out into space, you're technically looking back in time. Yep. And you're going to be able to see a lot of stuff like how things developed and the formation of entire galaxies and stars and all that cool shit. It's and you're also going to receive alien radio signals. You're going to get their satellite TV. See oh, what kind of shows they're watching. Thank God. We're going to add 6,000 channels to our, <laughs> to our yeah. cable boxes. Everybody's Gal cable bills are going up. Galactic yeah. satellite television. It's going to be awesome. All right, next All up. Uh, you know, this is a little older, but it happened right after last Space News. Um, the Tonga eruption. Mm. Uh Wild, gigantic. Um, you know, you know, it's not much space news, but the way I was tying this into space news is I want to talk about like Earth you know, is in space. Earth is space. <laughs> but it, yeah. I mean, it and did affect there. stuff out in space. Technically, it did. I mean, well, the other thing is, I'm like, you know what? Even you know, maybe a decade ago, fifteen years ago, catching this on any kind of camera would probably be unheard of. Have to be super lucky. But we're getting to a day and age where stuff like this will never be missed. Like if there was a Tunguska event again or something like that or a big eruption, we are going to catch footage of it uh, like this. Let's go in for a little closer look. Uh, let's bring it in. Let's look at this here. We got Mega Dan, but that's okay. That's how it goes. Uh, look at this blast here. So that's a satellite image Boom. of the Tunguska. Dude, it looks like there's a massive... Or not Tunguska. Just the... Tonga. And that's from space and it looks that big. That must it must have yeah. vaped. I think it vaporized one of those islands, right? Like it just it's gone. I would assume that or was it underwater? That, I think this was, or was it underwater volcano? Yes, it was underwater. But, but whatever was under that, that water is gone. Is it gone. did yeah. I'm pretty sure it covered a number of it did cover a number of places like in ash. Like there were volcano volcanic related problems. And oh, 100%. Was, well, you can see stuff. that cloud instantly of like that, right? It's just getting curled up or there. Whatever, and, and you can see yeah. the shock waves like moving across the crowd. Like it, it's it's absolutely insane. And they even had like, they had uh, like pressure level sensors detect the sound. Like it's below human hearing, but they could detect it in the Yukon, Canada. It's like 12,000 kilometers away. That's so like wild. Um, I mean, it does still, and it still qualifies as space news because um, a lot of scientists are actually, you know, 
looking at the like you can see how the shock waves travel through our atmosphere and then i think a lot of people forget that the um or don't think about the fact that the atmosphere is there's more layers than you just think of the one there's there's tons of layers that reach out like farther far away Way from our out. planet yeah um you know one of those being kind of like the ionosphere and, and those places and that uh, huge events like this can um cause uh, ripples and and fluctuations within those uh, layers, and they were talking about how uh, specifically, like something like this, can affect the ionosphere to a point where, like, it will actually disrupt some uh, communications and like GPS. Like GPS would be affected by some, like globally would be affected by this because it it just messes everything up. Like it throws up so much like charged particles into the atmosphere and beyond. That it will kind of like mess with stuff. I, I'm not sure to what degree. Uh, some of the articles weren't really clear, but it's like it's definitely detectable, like on a global scale. Well, I'll go ahead and say, if you were anywhere near that explosion, your phone's probably not working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm true. Not, <laughs> you're probably not, not wrong. wrong if you're standing right I'm next not to wrong. it. You're probably not dead not at not that wrong. point. Uh, this is interesting. A Chinese satellite just grappled another and pulled it out of orbit. Um, first off, this is a badass patch for a satellite. Um, but basically, there, uh, China now has a tugboat satellite. And in theory, like when I when I first started reading this, I'm like, this seems like a good thing. So you could, you know, grapple onto other ones and tug them you know, out of the danger zone of, you know, causing what's that, what's the effect where, you know, if one of these things crashes, Kessler, the uh, Kessler effect, Kessler effect, Kessler Kessler if syndrome. one crashes, it would just cause a cascading, you know, problem. So it would kind of make sense to start figuring out how we can get some of these things out of the fucking way. Uh, I think concerns are, is that, you know, perhaps they're going to be using this for a military application. There's right. always There's that aspect. A, yeah, it's always it's always a concern that something like this because um, they didn't really tell anybody they were doing this. It's just a, you know people managed to catch the people who observed satellites that are in orbit uh, reported that they had one on they were tracking one satellite that had been is pretty is an abandoned satellite doesn't really have any purpose up there anymore and it like it had moved from its normal orbit or where it had been its previous orbit into what they called like a great it's the graveyard orbit. Where essentially, like that's where they put satellites, like all dead satellites, kind of they move them out into there, right? Um, or like they get maneuver. Usually, like you'd get them maneuvered there, but this actually, like the Chinese launched a satellite specially designed to like just go up there and grab it and then kind of push it over over there. So yeah, the uh, there is there are people who are kind of sounding alarm bells, being like, this is the. Inc- we hear all this stuff now about, you know, Russia shooting down satellites. China's got a satellite kind of uh, tugboat that you could potentially disrupt communications with just up there. Because, I mean, if it's up there and it's doing stuff, it's like you can't really stop it. Like, you know, by the time you shoot it down, it would take it would take like hours, minutes, you know, like to, to shoot it down or something. Um, well, and the thing yeah. is, I'm like, you know, like. It's one of those, it's it's honestly, if it is safer military application, it's still a perfect ploy because you need to, this something like this needs to be done. Like we're, yeah. we're getting, you know, we, we've talked about other times where we're getting like dangerous levels of debris up there, 
right? Yeah. Where we need to start figuring out what to do, collect the trash or something. So, if, you know, they're kind of doing that, you know, the power yeah. to as them. Far, the yeah, as far time. as I can recall, like off the top of my head, this is the first time I've seen like a, a, a real, like not a solution, but a kind of uh, a Efforts. remedy. Yeah, effort. An effort to to kind of clean up space. <laughs> you just need a yeah, really so. big net between a few satellites and it just slowly accelerates and just scoops it all up and once it gets it all just shoots itself into the yeah. sun <laughs> trash bomb <laughs> just takes out all satellites in, in its process just restart yeah cool uh, space that's is cool that's all we got for space news but uh, we got a little community news uh, in a new segment that we're going to call Theorite News Theorite News uh, so this is kind of where we're going to kind of give you guys some updates on what's going on in the in the world uh, of the theorites and uh, you know kind of ATT uh, you know, back alleys. This is where you'll get you'll get news of when the running challenge happens. When you know we're both after the when we go do live shows if that ever happens. I'll yeah, tell you this here. is this is where you yeah, uh, whatever else we here. can think of. Uh, so first off, you know, uh, it, if you don't know, now you know, we had a fantasy football league, actually two fantasy football leagues uh, because they were so popular. We had the winners just announced. Uh, the winners were Ron's Ponderings. Nice. And Bigfoot Dick Punch. Bigfoot Dick Punch. What'd they win? Uh, they won two custom ATT football jerseys. I think it says the champ is here, some on the back. Uh, they look pretty cool. Andrew sent us pictures. Um, Ron Ponderings and Bigfoot Dick Punch. If you haven't already reached out to give Andrew your address, I know he messaged you and you're listening to this, reach out, give him your address. We have your jerseys. We would love to ship it to you. It'll be sent ASAP. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Um, and uh, who lost? I, I don't know. That's not confirmed. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. We're not, classified. we're not about we're not about pointing out losers that, in this podcast. That's, that's need nah, to that's, know information and you don't need to know. Mm, that is <laughs> that is incorrect. Pointing out losers is what we do. Loser of the first annual I mean, yes. <laughs> fantasy football league is your boy, Braden. Dragon All right. Craig. First off, we're going to do a dedicated... the Dragon we're, Craig. Braden the Dragon <laughs> Craig. Space Conspirators or Sports Conspirators number three is going to be about the ATT Fantasy Football League and how I was duped into picks by Andrew for the first six weeks of the fantasy football. And we're going to go through the stats and we're going to look. And he kept telling me, no, don't pick that. Don't listen to Yahoo. And I lost every single game. You know what? You got You got a case there. You got a case. Yeah. There might have been a little uh, conflict of interest there. Andrew picking your team where the loser is going to do something absolutely terrible. We haven't figured out your complete punishment yet, but it's coming. Yeah, whatever. It, it can't be as bad as just living my life. So <laughs> <laughs> just day in, day out. So <laughs> no big deal. Um, next up, listen, if you don't know, now you know. The boys are coming to Austin, Texas, Sands Dan, probably, most likely. We're going to Austin. 100%. We're going to be there from March 2nd. We'll be leaving on the 7th, so pretty much 2nd to 6th. We're going to be in Austin, around Austin. There will be, well, we'll obviously be at the bar Friday and Saturday. Bar to be determined. Fan meetup. I don't know if we'll bring some prizes or we'll have a door draw or something. Something Shirts. we're, we're going to have, we're going to have some fun. 
Yeah, we're going to be, you know, we're, we we might schedule um, some ghost tours or some something while we're there, um, some other kind of events. But, you know, we're going to have a... And the, we, it all we, posts on social media and we'll probably have some ads uh, as we get closer to and we start to finalize our plans. Literally, flights were just booked. Just booked them we're today. Coming. Got our goddamn we're, COVID insurance. We're coming. Right now, we're living on the streets when we get there. We don't know. <laughs> That's how little we know right now. Yeah. Uh, but we're coming. That's a fact. So and, and the, re- uh, the reason we chose Austin and Texas in particular is it's our most listened to state it's right in smack dab in the middle of three gigantic cities, San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas. The Texas Triangle. Texas Triangle, you know? It's good shit smack down dab there. In the middle of tri- Craig's Triangle. It, yeah. Uh, now, the other thing is, if you're listening to this, you're like, man, I wish they picked my city. Well, we would have if you told more of your friends to listen to the show. So Get more people to uh, listen. You want us to come to your city uh, the next pod trip? Uh, you know, the one of the best persuading factors is to be the city with the most downloads. So, Yep. You got to uh, tell your friends. Okay. That's the only, that's the only next pod trip at this rate will be 2024. So <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to have yeah, a history, uh, well, hopefully not. Let's hopefully not. We'll on. try, we'll go, on, try and get back on our two pod trips a year schedule. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next up, we got a little bit of conspiracy roundup. Um, we had, if you know, it, it's very few times is, Canadian news make international headlines. Very few. And this this past weekend, if you didn't know, there was uh, 2.3 million trucks. They circled the globe twice, led by Jesus and Bigfoot, and they took down Parliament. And uh, Canada, I believe, is now run by Mothman. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Canada you know, runs the world now. That's what happened. Yeah, I think we're in charge. Uh, I think that's what happened. Um, no, pretty much. Basically, pretty JFK mu- Jr. is the new yeah. prime minister <laughs> of Canada. Pretty much. I mean, Canadians got a long fuse and uh, there was some recent border announcement for truckers at an already tight supply chain issue where you cannot go across the border. Either way, Canada to U.S. or U.S. to Canada without being a vaccinated trucker or core doing the quarantine, that just came into effect. So these people's thought they were been essential this whole two years. They they had some good arguments. They don't really talk to anyone. They don't stop. They're not congregating. Anyways, them's the rules, and they didn't like it. So it started this big cross-Canada convoy. As Braden said, some people said ridiculous amount of trucks. I don't I actually don't know how many trucks were in the I end. I think the number of like actual semis was like I think it was I think now I no one jumped down my throat, but I think it was like around two hundred maybe a little less. And there was some RVs that weren't counted. There was a lot and of there was some like people cars. driving trucks. Yeah. But either um, way, either way it led to, it ended up being Canadians for their own purpose. From So every family, every community throughout Canada had their own gripe with the government and COVID restrictions. So it caught fire as it, be, it became a grievance of everyone to be like, we want to follow the rest of the world and, hopefully ending vaccine passports mandates and kind of getting back to a sense of normalcy. Some people had great expectations for what was going to happen. Some people, obviously when there's a, I think there might be like 10 or 15,000 protesters, which is for Canada, probably the most ever or one of the most. And some people are hoping that, uh, you know, to overthrow the government as, as what happens with these type of events, 
There were some bad apples there, obviously. They were defacing our boy, Terry Fox. I mean, you can't be doing that. Well, you know, like this, I'll say this, you know, this is one of those issues. COVID obviously has become a political issue. You know, it's, it's split people, you know, and with how Canada kind of handled the last round of lockdowns. It's bad. There, it, it was bad. I'm a person who is, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got double, I'm double vax. I believe in the vaccines. Uh, I, but when we were getting the evidence of, you know, Omicron and what was happening, um, some of the decisions our government made, you were like, well, where's the science in that? There's like none, actually. We're just doing this now. And there was like because no we've evidence done it before. to- uh, you know, to shut down fitness facilities and stuff in, in in British Columbia. I don't know about other places, but there wasn't an evidence that could tie fitness facilities to outbreaks. They just said there was a likelihood of outbreaks there because that's where 18 to 55-year-olds meet up. It's like, well, so they also meet up at work and anywhere else <laughs> because that's the entire working force of British Columbia is 18 to 55. Like, that's everyone. You, you're, you're, you just... Everyone is included in that. So this, I think it's really kind of driven a wedge between people of people like, yeah, we should follow this. And then the other issue is that, you know, there's some ne'er-do-wells who started this or were involved in the beginning stages of the truck convoy. Um, Some extremists that have white nationalist ties. So now you have people who are like, they like the idea of the convoy, but then they're like, well... Yeah, I like that idea, but I don't like the people who are running the convoy like this. So now it's it's splitting the issue of like if you're for the trucks, you're for racism, and if you're against the trucks, you're against racism. And then the truckers are like, well, it's, we're not racist, but there's some shady stuff no, going on. No, one no. of the shadiest things going on is that there was one of the largest GoFundmes oh, in that's Canadian right. history. Uh, it had nine million dollars, nine million dollars, and the founder. Right now is MIA with the money. Well, well, GoFundMe locked the money, and they released a million dollars only. I thought uh, the lady Tam- Tamara Tamara What's something Tamara something. She is currently MIA, and one of the other you know members who has some <laughs> sketchy ties. Pat King uh, has been saying that like, yeah, they can't get a hold of her. It's not looking good. Um, you know, there was some news of other ne'er-do-wells go- going to Ottawa and they were basically being like, hey, the restaurants here won't let us in without masks because that's the rules. So they were going to the homeless shelter and taking, harassing the people there to get food from the homeless shelter. So it's like, uh, you know, you have good and bad with all these parties, but it, it's just one of those issues where it's like the mandates, I believe, have been kind of handled wrong in Canada. Uh, the last and- round for sure the last round for sure. And you've driven people into, you know, you're starting to push people into groups with these extremists. And I'm like, this isn't going to end well, well for anyone. Let's just, let's just, let's just stop there because the, yeah, there, it, it did attract some extremist groups with any event of this size, especially in the nation's capital. And so it, everyone's going to use it for their own purpose. But let's, it, our Local representation from government was there at Parliament because it started on it started yep. today. Yeah, and she's like, well, that's what I'm saying. And, I'm not everyone. I know, but, but I'm she, saying people she, are going like she had. She had a big press conference today in Kelowna, and she's like, I was there. I went out and I talked with protesters, 
And as 99 out of 100 are just Canadians who got caught up in the movement. They're pissed off. Their business has been closed. They just want to go back to work. They don't, that's it. That's most of the people. And then social media, mainstream news pushes the narrative that this is a right-wing extremist movement, all of them. And they lump everyone together. And then now everyone hates the movement. And you're like, <laughs> people are just people are just upset. It's been a long two there, years. People are upset. That's what's happening. I'll agree with that. People are upset. There is a cringy video of a woman going on stage in Ottawa trying to make your point that mainstream media is painting them all as white nationalists. And she goes, I want to know. We're all Canadians here. Who, who here is a white supremacist? And she turns and the first person she gives the mic to, he goes, I'm a white supremacist. And then you hear <laughs> a group of people go like, yay, and literally cheer. To then she's like, oh, this is super fucking awkward. Like, Whoopsies. Ooh. So I'm like, like I said, and I mean, those those are the clips that go viral. You That's know what I mean. mean. So those like are the ones you the see. Optics, optics coming out of, I'm like, um, you know what, like me. You don't see the people who went and cleaned Terry Fox after. You don't see the people who yeah. cleaned up the garbage on the, you don't, you don't see the good stuff. You always hear all the bad stuff. So. 100%. Um, it reminds me of the, the kind of the problems that arose around uh, when they had the, um, Fuck, what was it called? The thing on Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street? Occupy Wall Street, yeah. Uh, the Occupy Wall Street was a, was a good a great idea. movement. It was, a, it was a, you know, had good ideas and stuff like this, but they lost in the messaging. Like, they never had a singular... Like, there's, there's, there are times where a, a message is good when it's just a faceless, like, it is all of these people. We are the movement, da-da-da. But then you have to get... They, they didn't focus their message. They didn't have, like... They didn't have like distinct demands, like a mouthpiece to kind of yeah. give out this stuff and and vocalize their concerns in a clear and concise manner. And so when that is all up for grabs, when the narrative is up for grabs, yes, the media is going to capitalize on that. They're going to get the clicks. They're going to get the, they they want the yeah. people They're tuning in. They're making their money, they, baby. And they want to be, they want to make people more angry. Like that's, that's what sells. That's what people, that's what sells is rage. Now, and, now, and so <laughs> let's just let's just all remember. I mean, three of the four on the podcast are Canadian. We are blessed with living in countries where congregating in protest of government and or laws and or anything you're not happy with is legal and should be encouraged. And there's some people are saying these people, everyone who is protesting is a trash bag. And like people are just fed up. That's your right to protest. Let's just leave it at that. Don't don't go fight your neighbors because they're all of a sudden they are angry because their business has been closed yeah. for two years and they're getting on just the be movement. Like me, where you assume ninety nine percent of people are trash bags. Yeah. Mm. everyone sucks yeah. together all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I don't think. Uh, unfortunately, the truckers aren't going to get their way. Um, they're going to have to find well, I mean, new new routes. See, they they all mobbed Parliament on Sunday and Parliament's closed Sunday, so it's kind of like eh, it's kind of weird weird day to pick. Listen, I'm not personally, I'm not a fan on, I'm not a fan on government intervention on private business. What you do at the international border, that's the government's job. But like a private business down the street, when you close them down for two years, repeatedly up and down, open, closed, half capacity, full capacity, closed outdoor yeah. dining only. It gets, it gets, you know what? gets people mad and <laughs> after two years, it gets fucking a little, uh, Here, here's little the edgy. Thing. This for definitely in BC, this came down to, if you have enough money, you can stay open. And if you don't, you must close or we will find you until you don't have any money. Yep. Uh, case in point was 
you have a kid that plays hockey, you can't play hockey. But if you're a professional, you can continue to play hockey and you can continue to travel across the border to play hockey. But still pack arenas full of people. Yeah, and you can have 8,000 people in the arena, but you can't have 40 people to go watch your your children play hockey. Same thing, same thing in the United States. You got college, you got college. Yeah. You had pro football stadiums just packed full of people. And it's so, like, there's a lot okay. to be mad about, <laughs> but I really think, I've said this so many times, but I really think, Fuck, we're almost there, man. Once spring, I, once winter season climbs, crests. Oh, baby. Sun's out, guns sun's out, out this let's year, man. Roll, baby. It's done. Uh, so, this hope. one was interesting. Uh, the Spotify ultimatum. Uh, Neil Young uh, basically said, hey, listen, I'm sick of Joe Rogan and this misinformation. It's me or Joe Rogan. And Spotify said, well, I hope Neil Young does remember that Spotify don't need him around anyhow. And they just <laughs> pulled his music. They're like, all right, sorry. We hope you change your mind, but... I've, yeah, I saw I saw a bunch of stuff pop up about that. Um, was it Joni Mitchell? Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Yeah, she joined. Train. She joined Neil Young. Um, I saw I saw a quick mention of Nickelback. Uh, is that true? No, there was like, a there I was really a dig no, into no, there was a joke. <laughs> no, that might have been yeah, a joke. No, like, Dan, I think there, that there was, was a joke. There was a joke that says if Spotify if Spotify doesn't pull Joe Rogan. Nickelback's putting more music on or something like that. Well, that was the James Blunt said that too. I'm sure that joke was said a bunch of times, but yeah. Uh, But yeah, the stock of Spotify, because obviously any controversy scares investors. So it dropped 25. I don't know how quickly it's rebounded, but I'm sure it will. I mean, maybe not all the way right away, but I mean, Joe Rogan offered, you know what? Good on Joe Rogan. You could say what you want about him. He today offered an apology. He says, yeah, maybe I should have had more people on both sides of the debate back to back, like this guy's got this view. He says vaccines don't work. Let's bring on a guy who's very much pro vaccine. And I'm, he's like, I'm fine having the, if I'm talking about these controversial subjects, having a disclaimer at the episode. So he did something that mainstream news doesn't do is he apologized and said, I'll try and change and do better. At least he did. Yeah. And and I I mean, yeah, if he puts his, Put his money where his mouth is. I'd be happy. And you gotta like listen. If he has a good guest on, I I watch. I'm more interested in when he has a guest that I'm into than his show entirely. But you gotta give it to him. He is he is in uncharted waters for a human. Oh yeah. More people watch and tune in to him for fucking news than the news. Yeah, it's crazy. He's a more. He's just a guy who. Talks to people. He doesn't Made know what the fuck he's talking about. At one point, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and he and so he was a game he, show like, host. <laughs> yeah, listen, he he is in uncharted waters for a human. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I I watched Apology. Um, you know what? Like, uh, I don't know. You could probably lump him in there with like. I mean, you had like Howard Stearns and and those not, kinds of things. Howard like, Stern never was on, big not, network, though. Like, never on this. Yeah, level. but I'm saying like back then, like back in the prime days. Like, yeah, he he was big, dude. There was never a time where people went, "I believe Howard Stern more than I believe the news." Well, he did, yeah, but he didn't have like the well, we didn't have the reach that we did back yeah. then. It'd be something so, like that. So, and, I didn't, yeah. An interesting thing though with the Neil Young thing. This is one thing that I found interesting about that is that because I remembered that he. And I don't know why this stuck in my head, but he sold 50% of his music rights and the income interest to his music to a UK-based investment firm. It's called like Hip Hop Aginus or something. (laughs) And basically they buy up rights for music, classic music, because they think that 
like stocks and stuff, this music, the stock of these classic songs and great artists is going to rise and rise in the future. So I found it interesting that he just tanked. They say he lost 40% of his income. So he would have also crashed. Um, one second, let's see if I can find it real quick. Hip, Hypnosis, uh, Sons Fund Limited, a UK investment firm uh, founded by manager turned investor Merrick Mercuritis. But he would have tanked their stock, like their income from, because they own 50% of the worldwide copyright and income. That's funny. <laughs> just whoopsies. Right? So like, would he be liable for a move like that? Because he's now hurt. But it's the, uh, it's the other 50%. It's, it's not the music that he pulled off of Spotify. Like, I think he pulled like, I, I mean, I that's he, the, he pulled the he music that he owns. He didn't pull anything though, Dan. Spotify, Spotify pulled him. They, they, they took a move and Spotify went, all right, they pulled Neil Young's work down. Right, but he didn't. He but they said they would do that for him because he asked, and he or he was going to do it himself. Well, that's that's See, what I, I don't. Have to that's what I don't know is because I mean Neil Young was part of, I'm sure, major record labels. So like, who's got a piece of his music? Is he entitled to pull his own music with no I think so. with no like, say? I think I think he owns like he owns the right like he sold fifty percent of the things, but he retains the rights to like that music. It depends. It really that. depends on his contract because usually record labels own the master copy. Mm -hmm. Unless you are, had a great agent, I think or something. he's one of the. Uh, I think he's one of the outliers. Like I think he's one of the ones. He's not a. He's not a Bruce Springsteen. He's not a uh, like a. What's the other guy? Like, oh God, I can't remember the name. Um, either way, all along the watchtowers, Bob Dylan. Yeah, that one. <laughs> wild stuff. All right, that's it uh, for this week in space news. Uh, we're going to be bringing you the best of space news uh, every other week. Uh, anything else before we uh, sound this one off, boys? That is all. No. Nope. All right, as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace out. Peace. Peace.